Hello, welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah, man. It's been quite a while. How long has that been? Like, what, three weeks? Probably mo- No, man. It's months. months, I think. Really? I think uh, wow. we did, like, a lot in... We did one in January, and then we did a lot in Feb, and then we did some in March. Wow. In April, I think we did none, and May, we've done none. So, potentially two months, I would say. I think... Maybe more. Have you been busy? I know, I was definitely busy. Like, really busy. My life was hectic in the last, like, month and a half. Yeah. No, I haven't been too bad. Right. Okay, that's on me, though. Um, Sorry, users. (laughs) Viewers. (laughs) Listeners. Viewers. Fans. (laughs) Random people listening to this. Okay, cool. No. We were going to do an episode last week, but... um, Yeah. And I was, like, we scheduled it and all. So, what happened was... Yeah. Earlier that day, I said to Jason... Want to do a pod? Yeah. And he said, okay. And then I said, what time? And he said, 12 a.m. Then I was like, all right. Now, 12 a.m. means 10 p.m. for me, right? For right. Jason, it means 12 a.m. It's like midnight. It's a different time Yeah, time. midnight, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then later that day, I like bought an eight-pack of Coke <laughs> Zero, and I just drank it all in like two hours. And then, man, like... <laughs> I could feel I had a higher blood pressure. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm dying. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is really unhealthy. Like, I don't know what it is. It must be the uh, sodium or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. Or the caffeine. There's as well. a lot like, in that. Just... There's a lot, like sugar as well and stuff, right? Nah, there's yeah. no sugar because it's a uh... Coke Zero or something. Yeah, but right. I think it's the sodium. And I think it's the acid maybe but man i was not doing good like oh. i was i was kind of tempted to be like we should do it anyway because just like you'd be really sick in the middle of the episode just like oh. just die just struggling yeah. the greatest episode ever yeah no it would have been okay actually because i think i messaged you at like eight or nine and i was like feeling like shit and then i went i like forced myself to go for a walk mm. which is probably not the best idea but mm. It did make me feel better. Just to drink a lot I mean, of water or something, right? I think I don't like. Yeah. So actually, after that day, I was like, "Okay, man, I gotta quit quit drinking these cokes." Yeah. So um, I did quit, and um, I mean, it's only been a week. Yeah. Or actually, less than a week. It's been like four days or five days. Welcome back, listeners. <laughs> and that's that's what happened. Yeah. No. Um, that's cool. I mean, yeah. Was it interesting? Like, come back. We gotta get more into these. Um, mm, mm. we've got some interesting topics Angus you've got um, big fat websites I think we talked about this before I was actually like oh this is kind of cool yeah. you know like yeah it's kind of cool and then it's quite relevant because um, yeah you have recently become a, a web developer you've been learning HTML <laughs> JS and CS yeah yeah I'm not even S. sure how much I'm willing to say they're like actual like programming languages but i guess um what js is yeah no i I get it it's just oh man like it's it's so i i'm getting a lot of the those memes where it's like it just feels like more of a (laughs) like an art than a science sometimes i'm like you just don't work why (laughs) like i don't get that feeling in other languages like python and c it's just like you write something and it just works man like it just does what it's supposed to do and like CS and HTML, sorry, CSS, HTML, and JavaScript. Sometimes they just they just don't do <laughs> like what, yeah, like anything, or just like really weird things that you're like, I don't understand. And then there's platform specific things and like, 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's almost like you're not a programmer. You're like your your program is like data for another program. So it's like it feels sometimes being a web developer feels a bit like uh, you're being, a designer more. Like you're a designer. Well, or something. like like it's like you're creating a PowerPoint, and it's not. Yeah, really. It's like not a weird version of PowerPoint. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's harder than creating a PowerPoint, but it is a bit like that because it's like, oh, you write, you know, you write this HTML, CSS, and that's just data for, like, the browser. That's true. Um, But it's so, they're so goddamn complicated. There's so many rules that, you know, it feels... Do you think it's because it's all, like, backwards compatible? Like, they could never just, like, throw away crap? Like, with other languages, it feels like maybe they go through, like, refining steps and they make stuff, like, old and deprecated. It just feels like the web is just, like... It released some stuff that was like really clunky, and they're like, "Oh, we have to support that for like ever." <laughs> You're yep, like, yep. "What is going on?" Um, yeah, like I was looking at um something today, it was like on in JavaScript, there's like when you, when you press a button on the keyboard, mm. you can like you can uh, identify which button it is using a key code, which is just a number. Yeah, but apparently that's like deprecated or whatever, and I was like. What? Really? Like, how? How could you do? You know, you know what I mean? You can't. Like, you can say, please don't use this, but you can never get rid of it because then you're just going to break somebody's w- website. You right? break so much, yeah, of the internet. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of impossible unless you're willing to do that, which I don't think anyone is. Well, yeah, because what are the big browsers? It'd be like Chrome, Firefox, Safari. I guess we could say Internet Explorer. Edge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Edge or whatever the latest branding of it is, which is like whatever they rebrand it to is always like immediately like people move away from. Um, yeah, I mean, like they must put in a lot of effort to like, because I guess they're all... Is there a foundation that maintains the rules of these things? It's like an IEEE foundation or something? So, I think... Uh... There is something like that. Isn't it W3C, or is that really out of date? I'm not sure. Gonna, everyone's going to realize I'm a boomer now. I mean, it's just like, because there's obviously platform differences, and that thing drives me insane. Like, you write some code, and you're like, oh, I've got this working, and then you load it up on a different like browser, and then it doesn't work, and you're like, mm. that's really frustrating, because now I have to like duplicate the code base just to like work on another... Then you have to detect what browser you're on, and... Yeah, I don't like it. I like backend code where you write Python and it runs on everything <laughs> the same way. Yep. Um, yeah, it's not like you know, like you just you know, if you write Python, it would just it just runs the same on everything, right? Like or C, like the code just like you don't think about what OS it's running on, right? Like as long as it compiles, you're more or less like OS independent. With like, you know, like I, I guess you could say there's like some. It's usually when you plug into like a a, a graphical user interface uh, that you yeah. get problems, or like maybe some like OS specific stuff like networking or sound or like well you have to plug into that stuff. But if it's just like raw code, you're generally okay. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, like um, once you get, uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is like um. Yeah, that stuff happens as well when you're like using a game engine, right? Like if you're, if some of this game engine stuff bleeds into your code, then um, <laughs> that stuff's gonna be really fickle, mm. and um, and and obviously not cross-platform. 
Yeah, but anyway, this article is, I mean, uh, not, nothing too deep. It's basically just, um, oh, websites are slow and websites are really big and he doesn't like it, which um, I think I think it's just guys like us that care about this, right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, honestly, like, because I think the user experience is a big thing. Like, I think, I think that maybe, I would like to believe, like, the big top-end, like, developers do care about this. Um, but, yeah, but they it, don't, right? Because you look at what they make and, 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 you know, developers working at big companies still make really heavy, yeah. mm, crappy websites. Right? Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's not true, because I, I think something like Facebook... And Twitter, it's really heavy, but it's it is still pretty fast. Yeah. Once you get to other stuff, you're like once you get to like a medium level software company, you see some really crap. Yeah, because they just churn it out, so they just add yeah. all this bloat to it because they're just like include everything. I guess that's the good yep. thing about general programming is like even if you kind of have bloat, like you include a lot of libraries in C or something, and this is where someone's gonna be like, "You're wrong." Um, I hope I'm not. But I'm pretty sure the compiler will, like... I mean, like, the compiler time will be a bit longer because it's probably, I think, still got to include those things and add, like, search through those libraries and include paths and stuff. But, mm. like, the binary that comes out at the end, I'm pretty sure it'll prune anything that's not necessary. Um, so I don't think, like, if you include excessive libraries, I don't think that bloats your end-user, like, um, binary or that experience. Yeah. Um yeah, pipe. that's true in JavaScript as well. There, there are tools. There's like these tree, tree shaking algorithms that right. figure out what code isn't being used, and it will strip it out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but even if you're, you don't have that much code, um, you could have a situation where your network calls are just dumb. Oh, your APIs yeah, are yeah, dumb, that's right? true. I mean, like, like um, just by its nature, JavaScript is kind of like a bit asynchronous like the way you're like loading elements onto the page in like what order like yeah images and like if you're like doing pre-caching or post-caching or like pulling like the content like yeah there's like lots of fancy ways like I've discovered that you can pull content for a website like even with one of the things I was working on it was like okay um you know you have a centralized server somewhere or a couple but you still like want to distribute like maybe global content really really quickly. Um, you go well. Most of the content that's like takes a while to load is just your images, right? And there's like the CDNs, like the content delivery networks, that can like speed that up. Um, mm -hmm. I'm probably getting a bit off topic. I think yeah, this topic was sorry about just the bloat in like websites. Um, yeah, I mean he's complaining that websites are big. Which yeah. is annoying, but I think, yeah, I mean, you can have a big website that loads pretty quick, um, but you're still relying just, on the bandwidth of the end user, then, right? Like, um, you you know, you know, you could do stuff like, um, paralyze the stuff, um, but load something early, you know, while everything else is still loading. So, like, lots of pages, that's, the pictures load asynchronously I think that's pretty but beautiful. isn't that yeah but that's still kind of like bandwidth like assumption you're kind of like hoping oh no but like the picture's not there but like you still can interface with the page 
Right, but that's um, like again what he's talking about, which is that's a clunky user experience. Like, yeah. like yeah. if you're if like say you load say the initial landing part of the page, what you could see, and you just load all the images asynchronously, and they're all loading at the same time. Potentially, that first image that you're actually waiting to see takes a long time to load. So, mm-hmm. but it, then it takes like a little bit of extra programming, like to realize that, and then be like load the first like somehow add a priority to load the first. Or a couple of images first, and then like do the other ones lazily, like afterwards. Um, yep. So like, it's possible. It's just like extra stuff you have to watch out for. Um, yeah, like because you can kind of get. A, I wonder if like when they're being developed, because usually like in all development studios, I would imagine that the developers are generally working on like pretty high tier hardware, because uh, it's just a bunch of geeks and nerds. Um, compared to like probably your general, like average user, so like especially if they don't do like artificial like latency or bandwidth throttling, um, they just test it in house like on their own server. And, like this feels amazing, and they just push yeah. it to production, and it's like a guy on the other side of the world is like, this takes forever to load. Yeah, um, or even you know, like another yeah another situation is like you're in Sydney. And you get your server in Sydney, and you're like, you test it in the office running on your computer, you're like, yeah, it's fine. And you test it in real life, you know, going from your computer in Sydney to the server in Sydney, you're like, yeah. yeah, it's fine. And then some poor bastard in New York tries yeah. it, and it's just crap. I do wonder... There's, there, there's actually this company that has, like, a really whack solution to this problem. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what they're called, but they basically... Uh, spin up a really powerful VM for you, and then you can choose where that where that VM is. Right. So you can say, um, maybe you're in like India, and you can say, oh, put give me a VM running in San Francisco, and then you control that VM, and um, but then and the, the VM's like a really powerful box, so um. You know, if you're running on a weak laptop, it will still be able to run all the JavaScript really quickly. Right. And because it's in San Francisco, the VM, like the latency between the VM and the server in San Francisco is also really short. So huh. if people are daisy chaining network connections, you know, if you have like 10 network connections, but they all run in parallel and it takes like a second, then, you know, it takes a second, right? But if they're chained up, it's 10 seconds, right? Hmm. So, um, you get around that chaining up problem and, and also you get around like slow JavaScript. Wow, I haven't heard of that one. Because originally yeah, it, could be like, it sounded like a CDN problem. Um, but like that doesn't help with JavaScript execution and other stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think one of the things he made it for was, have you heard of this tool called Figma? No. Um, so Figma is like a a web app that lets you mock up create mockups, right? Mm. For other software. And it's just notoriously slow. <laughs> and and if you have like an app like Deliveroo, it might have like, you know, one thousand different screens, right? Mm. Or like all these different combinations, error combinations, all this kind of stuff. Right. So if you open that locally, it's just a lot of JavaScript. Um and it like even something like a MacBook Pro doesn't really handle uh, Figma very well. I mean, 
that's so. what you want your product to be renowned for, right? <laughs> it's like just like yeah, chunky and slow. I mean, okay, so it's called Mighty App. I think they rebrand. Yeah. I think it was always called Mighty. Right. I just forgot the name. I mean, if you, it's like it sounds like such a heavy-handed solution, right? Like, but we're seeing that oh. in other areas too. Like we were just talking about, like we're talking on Discord, right? I'm pretty sure that's yeah. built in JavaScript because it, like, it's wrapped. Um, yeah, around this, that. Well, this the, the Discord desktop app is definitely uh, an Electron app. Yeah, Electron, right? And it's like, like in some ways, like even as much as I'm kind of like disliking HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, it's actually kind of nice to create like, like once you've kind of learned how to design websites and bringing that same consistent look to desktop apps, I like that idea. Um, but yeah, the amount of bloat that's there, it's like this app that's a voice chat app, you go like, literally there should be almost no content to this. You'd be like, it'd be a megabyte. I don't know how big the Discord app is, if I can find it. Um, but a lot of these Discord apps, I mean, so Electron apps are like pretty big. Um, cause they're like kind of like mini web browsers, right? Um, yeah, no, I, this, like it, Discord app, I mean, sorry, um, Electron apps bundle Chrome, so there you go. You're, you're yeah. basically running Chrome and then just to run the yeah. app. Yeah, yeah. Which is, a, I think Chrome's like a big RAM eater. It and also is. Like oh my god. Yeah. Like, and the apps are also <laughs> like, uh, let me let me open it up. Let me check out the activity monitor. See, it's like a seventy meg download for Discord. Um, but there's like, you know, um, you know, it kind of sucks, right? That like, um, Discord uses so much memory. Just because it's bundling in a web browser, mm, yeah. But then, what's the solution, right? I don't know what all that memory is being used on. Like honestly, like even Chrome in its native form, I don't know about you. Like I have an excessive amount of RAM on my computer, and even mine eats a lot of it. Like I think I have like sixty-four gigs, and sometimes if I just have like I don't know some ridiculous amount of tabs, like sixty tabs open, and I'm just like, this is using an ungodly. Like it'll use gigabytes, like gigabytes of RAM. It's like, there's no way, like, those web pages are gigabytes, right? Like, you wouldn't have been able to load them. So, I don't know, I'm kind of, like, there is so much extra bloat that Chrome is adding to the bloat, like, that is the web pages already. Like, I don't know how it uses so much um, RAM. It's kind of insane. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Chrome is almost like an operating system, right? I mean, yeah. there's so much stuff going on in there. So my Discord is uh, 150 on RAM. megs. That's not too bad. Oh, actually, considering it's a voice, I guess it's not too bad. But like, honestly, like it could be even smaller than that, given that it's just yeah. a voice app. Um, or maybe it's caching some of the conversations... And maybe some images. I'd be a little bit forgiving on that. Um, but still, like... Um, it's not too bad. I mean, I, okay, so it's 150, and I think... Yeah, I think it's just 150, actually. But not as bad as I thought it was. I thought it was, like, a gig. Mine's 206. My Chrome... Sorry, my Firefox with 43 tabs is using, like, 6.5. I just have 43 tabs. There's no way. Yeah, I have, like... 12 tabs open of Firefox, it's using 6.5 gigs of RAM. 
Like what? <laughs> like where? <laughs> what are you storing? That's quite like, a lot. That's insane. That's like half a gig per tab, right? And that's Firefox, so it's not just Chrome. Um, there's no way it, each tab is downloaded that much. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I think... So this isn't just, like, a website problem. Like, I think that's where we're going with this, maybe. is like, I think because hardware got so good, okay, I just felt at some point the world moved away from, like, performance-driven apps into, like... Yep. Like just mass production of them, like just churning them out as quickly as possible. So they added all these extra layers of stuff to make it easier to pump out an app that looked generic. Um, so they didn't actually have to write as many like programming lines of code. I think no, I think it's just so you don't have to write it twice, right? Like something like Discord and and Slack, like they they would like to have a web app and also a uh, desktop app, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in the old days before Electron, you'd probably just code them separately, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'd have to make one for, you know, Mac and Linux and Windows. I don't know. Um, if... So you might use something like Java. Yeah, I don't um, know. I I might even say something differently. Like, I would... I would maybe... I'm just thinking of other cross-platform like tools and I'm not 100% sure but just say like I think like the Unreal Engine for example I think might go multi-platform and Unity whereas like you kind of have a scripting language inside of that that you could build something and then it kind of then gets built or compiled for each platform like the those developers in Unity and Unreal probably like have built it so like the the person building it, you know, and you didn't have to worry about like how to build something specifically for Mac or Windows. Yeah. Yep. Um, whereas, um, like that's kind of the argument for JavaScript because then you also, I mean, that's the same reason. Okay, I'm allured to it as well, which is you get all the platforms with it, like on the front end side. You know, it's going to work on Mac, Windows, Linux, on a website, yep. in like yep. Android, iOS, like all of that. Um, it's, it's yeah, I I, t- I think that's exactly why it's the way it is, right? Because it's it's like super logical. Like, why would you want to have? You, know, you can share so much code, right? Like, and you can share the yeah. web app code with uh, Mac and uh, Linux and Windows mm. apps. So it's kind of like an obvious one. Like the the second best way is like you have a web app team and you have like a Java team. Yeah. Um. But then you like if you need. 20 guys working on the web app then you might need 20 guys working on the desktop app or maybe even more yeah so it's just it requ- you know you move slower and and you need to hire more people so which so yeah it's like really inefficient right so I guess so I think I think that's why they do it because they're willing to trade off oh yeah these apps are going to use a lot of RAM uh, and they might run pretty slowly because JavaScript's kind of slow or whatever the thing but it's okay. that I was just confused that did never or it didn't seem to happen or if it happened it just didn't take off. Which is I would have thought there'd be like a higher level language, like say it'd be Python, right? Some successor to HTML, CSS and JavaScript. You'd be like, here's this Python alternative, which is like very clean 
and it does basically the same crap as all that like JS and HTML and CSS and it's like but all it does is it like it's kind of like an interpretive language like Python and it just spits out like say like how Java's got a JVM right they like mm-hmm. the developers would build the JVM part of that that would like take that Python interpretive language and convert it into HTML CSS um and JavaScript in a way that like was always correct, um, and and the same thing for like it'd be platform dependent. Like so, it'd create like it would generate the same user look like on Windows and on Mac and on Linux um, without yep. the, having like the bulk yep. that that thing behind it, which is like Chrome. Where so it's like there is something like that, right? I, th- I I think there is something like that. There's something called. Have you heard of Flutter? I haven't. Okay, so Flutter is like this um. This this tool by Google, this UI tool for Google, and the goal is like, it can go on any platform. So, I think currently it supports like, iPhone, Android. I'll check. Let's take a look. Flutter. Um, no Flutter Dev. Yeah, so it goes on mobile, web, desktop, and embedded. And I don't know what embedded is. It's um, but yeah, that's cool. Um, so it, yeah, Mac. It'd be Mac like a OS, Raspberry Pi or something, Linux. I guess. Kind of like that What's kind that? of stuff, like kind of Raspberry Pi or even smaller. Like you're just putting oh, on individual yeah. Yeah. standalone chips. Embedded? Usually, it's like um, standalone, like, like devices. When I th- I used to be an embedded programmer, and like what I was working on was um, <laughs> FPOS machine. Right. Um, I cannot imagine using Flutter on that thing. <laughs> that thing had like one mega RAM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets there, right? It's getting bigger now, I think. Like, you, yeah, um, yeah. So Flutter's like. It's it's pretty buggy. Is it? <laughs> it's pretty slow. Yeah, no, it's uh... not great. I mean, it kind of it kind of works, but if you go to like Flutter, uh, GitHub, like they have like ten thousand open issues or something. Oh my god! So this but like you know, it's like a really hard problem to solve. Yeah, no, it's really you know, hard. five thousand open issues. I mean, like, have you like worked with like the native Windows, um, like rendering pipeline? Yeah, it's like they trash, right? Super trash. What's that? Is it like trash? The um, Win thirty two UI stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, it's not really like that flexible. Like, it's um, yeah, it, it's so like I don't think it's changed since um <laughs> probably hasn't um, ninety five right Win thirty two API. That's what it's called, right? Win thirty two API. I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. We the... learned to uni. We did. Or maybe you didn't do it, but I did. No, I did it. To... Yeah, I made a game with it. I remember it was really yeah, yeah. clunky. Because um, like you need to know a bit of that so that you can create a window so that you can just do game shit in there. But right. I remember, like, it was even slow because, like, I made a game in it and it was, like, even slower to render, which is, like, why we obviously went to OpenGL and DirectX, right? It was just mm. weird to me, like... I'm just confused by stuff like that sometimes. I'm, like, I'm calling directly into, like, the Windows, like, yeah. API and, like, it must be doing, like, a bunch of other stuff that's, like, overhead, which is completely unnecessary just to draw a line. Uh, whereas, like, you draw a line in, like, OpenGL versus, like, in the Windows API, and, like, why is this, like, taking so long? 
Um, yeah, we had a really cool. Um, maybe you did that subject, but we had this really cool. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Graphics programming subject where you had to make a renderer in Win32. No, I don't so think we had to do that. Could, I don't think. Yeah, so. you basically pass it like some vertices. Yeah. Uh, or I, I guess just a bunch like of three triangles. Three dimensional ones. Yeah, you you pass in like a bunch of triangles and like, so like, three vertices and then colors and whatever, and then it will you basically pass in a three D model and it will render the three D oh, model and then cool. you can like rotate it and move around, move it around and stuff. This is without OpenGL, um, so you have to like write the. Yeah, 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 without OpenGL, you just yeah. write write it all, you know, from first principles. Yeah, I don't think I, I remember. Do. I remember when I heard that we were going to do that, I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck? That's, in- that's impossible." <laughs> I remember uh, reading it. I was like, "You need to make a render." I was like, "Okay, no problem. I'll just, I'll just send that data over to OpenGL." And they're like, "Oh, you can't use OpenGL or DirectX." I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> oh no!" You had to do all the matrix operations yourself, and like, yeah. So yeah. it's cool because then you really understand this stuff. Like, I remember, um, like, there's a concept of like, which way is a triangle facing? You know, like, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like I remember learning right? about that. Usually for culling. The, it's the thing, right? It's like you take the winding number or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. But um, I remember learning that it in a course, and I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, you know, you know like, what do you mean, which way is it facing? <laughs> it's facing every way. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just a triangle. And they're like, no, because. Yeah. Um, yeah. For some reason, it has to only face some way. And I was like, okay. I forgot why. I think but, um, it's partially... It was mostly to do with um, culling, like because like if you mm, if mm, you have mm. um, like a three D object that's like like a full yes, thing, yes. Um, you don't want to render like all the triangles, like so you can like quickly yeah. like throw out like half or more or something just by saying these are not facing me. Um, yes, yes, because because I guess if you have a three D model, it should there should be no holes in it, right? Like it should. Um, it should be watertight if you want to say it like that. Well, and that means you sh- shouldn't yeah. have a problem where. Well, technically, um, there doesn't have to be. Um, but it's just gonna look shit, right? Yeah, I just say like if you're like even in a maze and it's not watertight, it just. Uh, I mean, like True. you don't have to have it on. You could turn it off and still render things. I th- I can't remember. It might also affect lighting, maybe, um, because of the normal to the triangle, um, but. Yeah, and there's a couple of things that it could potentially influence. Um, anyway, that subject was badass because, um, like, the only thing you're allowed to do is is call um, Win32's draw yes. pixel function. Yes. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's badass. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and it's you just, remember that subject, right? I, I didn't do the exact assignment that you're describing, but yeah, I okay. did end up. Because I just got carried away with all of our assignments. Like I made a game in Win32, and it was pretty fun. Okay. Yeah. But I remember it was like I, I made a game where you could like shoot like like um, bullets, and I just didn't like you know delete bullets. You know <laughs> this vector. I just kept yeah. like pushing to it. Um, but I'm pretty sure at some point like the Windows 32 API was struggling. Um, it's just like even little things like telling it to like render crap that's like off screen. Like I'm not even like. That's the kind of easy kind of culling like optimization you could do, yep. right? It's just like this thing is clearly off screen. It's got like negative pixel coordinates. Um, I'm pretty sure like Windows would just like 
still take forever trying to render that. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. <laughs> um, it'd be an easy check in there, but like someone left that in there. It's probably got some archaic use. Um, but yeah. Um, Man, I really want to. I really want to fire this up again. Build your own rendered builder. I think I've still got my apps actually um, from those assignments. Um, I load them up every so often when I get like. Um, Look at this shit. Like, I'm, I'm looking at this MSDN article, and they're and they're like, okay, module one, your first Windows program, and like it's got a screenshot of the program, yeah, and it's just a window, and the title of the Windows is "Learn to Program Windows," and it's like got the minimize and maximize and the X, and inside the window, there's just nothing. It's just a blank window, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you look at, okay, how do I code this? And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, it's so if complicated, right? Unicode, define Unicode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Unicode. Hash include Windows.h. Yeah. L result callback win proc H win H win U win U message W param W param L param L param yeah int win API W win main H and since H how far are you going into this H pre it's so much it's not too much but it's like it's uh it's probably a hundred lines of code yeah yeah not not too bad but you're just like what the fuck is this shit I remember we learned this I was like. I had no idea what it was. I, I just, it's just all black magic. Yeah. Um, I didn't even like, I was like, why are they called handles? Yeah. Are they, they're just like weird versions of pointers. They're just like integers mostly though. I don't think they were actually pointers. I think they were integers. I think they were structs. H, I think H instance is a struct. Are you sure? Know. I think handles are in, hold on, let me look this up. H, because mm. they're only, I think I remember seeing them in the Windows API stuff. I don't think I really saw that. Handle to a window and is Handle. part of the window to API. I'm going to look it up. I'm pretty sure the structure was like... I don't think it was a structure. I'm looking it up <laughs> to see who's right here. H wins are essentially pointers. Yes! values that make them sort yes! of point to a window structured data. Yes! In general... Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I, I just... I'm so out of C++. I, I it doesn't matter at like all. A We're pointer, using a pointer it. just points to the struct. And I was like, oh no, it's a struct. But yeah, I guess I just forgot. I just forgot about pointers. Yeah. You want to control that H wins, you control. Yeah, like, do you think, like, a lot of programmers today, like, just don't even know what pointers are? Because they're just like. Yeah, no, a lot, a lot. Maybe 90%. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I'm kind I of happy for them. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were, like, pointers were designed to, like, make programs crash, <laughs> I think. Like, <laughs> it was like, yeah. Oh, pointers are fun, like, if you could do, like, really cool things with them, but, like, yeah, if you, if you messed up, that's, things went really <laughs> so, badly. I, I remember, um, like, you, you know, you're a gun C and C++ programmer, but I was trying to just get back into C and C++ just for fun. Yeah. So I thought, hmm, I'll do some programming puzzles in C++. Oh, and, um, yeah, what are you doing? That sounds it like was fun. hell. It was hell. <laughs> what were you doing? What were you doing? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'll try to find where I got stuck. I yeah. think I committed it to GitHub, but I was like, oh my god. I, I just hit some error, and I was like, I have no idea what this error means. Oh, man. I would uh, actually love to do that. Go with such nerds. It's just like, it's like pick a problem. Be like, let's do this. Like, just like spend an afternoon. Just like. So I did these problems called Advent of Code, and it's like a Christmas-themed puzzle. puzzle uh, Christmas-themed coding puzzle thing. Christmas thing. Yeah, I did it. I did it in Rust. Rust, and, and that was pretty easy. But in C++, I got to problem number six, and I just 
I was done. I wasn't C. I did it. I did it in C, not C plus plus. Oh, okay. Oh man, I don't know if I like C. It's like because I just automatically just want to always write a class, and mm. and it's like no. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean, no? <laughs> Give me that class. Like Rust is like that too. They um, they're not big on classes. They yeah. want everything to be a function. Yeah, it's just functions. It's just style, right? I, I typed in Christmas theme puzzle. Oh, obviously, I just needed programming in there. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you found it. Uh, this puzzle brings the joy of world of no, code. It's, no. it's advent of code. Advent. So, yeah, like an advent calendar. So instead of an advent calendar of chocolate, it's a... Oh, I found it. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's really popular. There's another one that I used to do all the time that I, I really enjoyed. Um, because it got marked online. I assume this is also marked online. Yeah. Um, it's auto marked actually. So um, oh, it. They, they create a bunch of kind of. There's a bunch of puzzle inputs. Yeah. And then as long as you get the correct output, you win. So, I think he makes like a hundred puzzle inputs. And you get one of the random ones. Right, I'm kind of tempted I mean. to do this. Um, yeah, you should do it. It's quite fun. Yeah, I might do that later. Uh, cool. I I'm just like I kind of wanted to start reading out what the competition like, um, day one problem was. I'm like, oh, I might be drifting off a little bit here. Um, that's okay. We can uh, we can drift. Yeah. So that, I mean, like this all started from the big fat website thing. I think because yeah, you said like because everyone was telling me when I started writing this website, it's like you just. Go and use all these like all these other tools that like basically you just like point and click and drag and it like puts elements on a web page and it kind of does some of the I think this is always a problem in programming right uh, at least from my perspective and it seemed to be like that way going through uni which is like you either got like a lot of control uh, and it took longer to build I mean like there's a lot of nuance there so like building in C and C plus plus and stuff. Or you could take the route of like where there's less control, it's just like more generic. Like you go to the Python or like in this case, like those tools for building websites with the point and click kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you can usually kind of do a quick dirty draft, but then there's just like a lot of stuff, like the nuance there, like especially on the JavaScript side, that you kind of just have to go in and get your hands dirty. Um, yep. And yep. we were talking about, like, how... Oh, just because I have such a C background, <laughs> I'm, like, really stubborn. Like, probably problematically sometimes. And, like, no, I'm going to write this like I would write a C program. And <laughs> I just wrote it from scratch. Like, I wrote all the HTML, <laughs> CSS, and JavaScript. And I was like, all right. And, but, it was, like, it works. Like, it runs really, really quick. Like, because there's no, like, excess... Like libraries yeah, it does. or anything. I can confirm. I tried it. Yeah, it's very quick. Um, did you um? Did you what's it called? Can you talk about that project or? Um, no? I don't think not yet. I will talk about it in the future. Um, okay. But yeah, it'll be exciting. We can come back to that later, and we'll go into depth on it. Um. But yeah. Uh. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, what was the other article? Oh yes, that was a really weird article. Oh, so Jason, like 
sent me. <laughs> is that is that what you wanted to talk about, or is that totally unrelated? Ah, uh, no, it's. Uh, hopefully, that's the right one. I think I did. I mean, like, I was just picking something, because um, uh, so I mean, hanging out with someone, and I'm kind of getting into the art side of things, and like, mm-hmm. I want to get into drawing, um, and they're like super awesome, and I'm like super excited. I'm like, okay. Um, I, I like. I'm feeling like a deep desire to draw and like paint things. Like I don't think I've had mm. that before. Um, but my skills are like really rusty. Like I mean, like they can't be rusty because I never like developed them. So they're just, just non-existent. Um, and so I was like, okay, where do I even start? Right? Like I don't know. Maybe people ask the same thing about programming to you. They're like, I want to program. Like how do I program? Um, yeah, people always ask me that. Yeah, I don't really get it that often or like I get it and it's like I don't know they're not really serious or something <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah and like it's a lifestyle more than it's like I don't know that's kind of how I think about it maybe that's why I scare them off I'm like you want to learn how to program let me show you how to program look at this look at this project <laughs> you just open up Win32 <laughs> they never come back <laughs> uh, no I just I th- what, what do you think is a good way to get someone to learn a program um, honestly, I, I think I've done it on a cup with a couple of people. Um, I try to introduce them by getting them to program a really simple game. Um, game is good, yeah. A game. I go like, I think I did it with Python. I think it was Pi Game or something. So it's like Python is really accessible. Um, yep. Yep. to program as well as like distribute a little yeah. bit. And I always thought game games a good one as well, but. Really simple game. So I think like maybe something web is kind of cool as well. Yeah. Although I don't know. Like I, I would say web game actually. So I would say like a JavaScript script browser game. I think it's just debugging. Like when Although, when if you do something wrong in the browser, like without skill, it just yeah. like it just stops. Like it just doesn't work, and it's like no feedback. You just get a blank it's true. screen. It is true. Versus. Like, in Python, it's, like, you can still load it up in, like, Visual Studio, and you'll get, like, a line that it breaks on, and you can walk yep. through them. Yep. Um, and I think when I taught them, too, uh, I guess you could do the same through the browser, is I actually wrote, like, most of the game for them beforehand, like, say, the rendering cycle, and I just got them to do, like, one part of it. So we did, like, a scroll, a side-scrolling, like, racing thing, and all it was is, like, we got them to, like, make the car and make the wheels go round... And it could jump. And then, like... And you give them a little bit of freedom with it. You're just like, okay, think of some, like, crazy things we could do. And, like, they were in a family. So, like, they had to put their, like, player names in. And if it was, like, one player's name... Like, if it was, like... So, the brother was writing it. It's, like, if his brother had... Or, um... If his brother he didn't, like, put his name in it, it would just, like, make him, like, always crash. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. just putting, like, <laughs> Easter eggs cool. in the games. Like, make it just yeah. kind of personal. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, like some people, uh, I don't know. I don't think I've met many, if anyone, actually, that I've like coached or like given advice to that actually went on to become a programmer. So same. So so many people have said I want to learn to code, and I was like, I think I told them to look at Code Academy. There's a, some game, right? Code Academy, Code Academy. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good one, apparently. Mm, I don't know. All right. There's some website which had, like, some cool tutorials that were quite fun, and it was, like, game-related, so, like, you had to 
do some coding so that you could win the game, which I think was quite a quite a fun way to do it. But yeah, for me, like when I coded my first game, like I think it's just part of it was I did the whole project by myself, so that always helps. And and I also had to live with my stupid decisions. <laughs> You know, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was all in one file. Yeah, because I was such a bad programmer that I didn't understand. Like, uh, what is it? It's like once you have like lots of objects and they all yeah. have like this one's private, this one's public, this one should know about this, yeah. this one should know about this. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. I just kept hitting errors and it wasn't able to do what I wanted to do because yeah. I was. I didn't really pay attention to class. I was like, okay, I know how to code. But I, whenever there was something that didn't seem to relate to what I was dealing with, I just kind of ignored it. Yeah. So they'd tell you, ah, yes, you know, there's this design pattern, and you'll use this if you're making a word processor. And I was just sitting there thinking, I'm not making a word processor. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to worry about this pattern. Uh, so I just didn't. And then yeah. when I went and sat down and did my own game, yeah, I just I was like, fuck, I can't, I can't do this object-oriented style. So right. what I did was. I did it all in one file, and every variable was global. Nice. And <laughs> you like and broke like, every cardinal rule of programming. <laughs> <laughs> like and there's like a what is it? Like um, uh, yeah, they they were like you know, it's like a class, and like you can't have global variables in C sharp or Java. So I was like, well, I'll just make everything <laughs> a member variable, and there's one god object. <laughs> Uh, like, it, it was a real game. Yeah, it's like yeah, a real yeah. game that went on sale and yeah. made money. So like, it's just this, this is a production application. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it um, works. It works. Yeah. It's yeah, like, and it interfaces with like the Xbox Live API, right? Yeah. Like, it's not it's not trivial. Yeah. But it's all in one file, and and then like I was like, man, this scroll bar is getting so <laughs> small. It's so hard to so hard to find my code. You know, it's like you get into the point where you're like, oh, I I want to change. You know yeah. this. I want to change the like uh, the keyboard settings page, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, there should be a file that's called like keyboard settings state or whatever. Yeah. But because I didn't know how to do like OO coding, uh, I just C Sharp's got this cool feature where you can break up a file, uh, uh, an object into mul- into multiple files, but it's still one object. Yeah. Right. So you just have like. I think it was called game1.cs and it got too big so I was like okay game1 <laughs> underscore you know menu state .cs it's still the same you know everything's global right and then game1.cs was like update and draw and update with like uh, um, you know that's actually up- kind of well laid out though like honestly like it's in separate I, files at least then got, right so yeah it's at least in separate files but yeah. it's like you can really shoot yourself in the foot because you can just modify any yeah. state at any time yeah um, but I didn't I didn't because you know it's a bad idea but it's just I, I gotta find that code that code is so funny I gotta f- try f- find where it is hmm. but um yeah, it was cool I mean it, it I mean, we we all start that way. Yeah, we all start that way. And, like, some projects just, like, grow that way. And they just don't oh, get God, to a this point. Is so sad. If I don't have the source for this, I'll be so sad. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I've got... You know what? You know what I did? I, w- one day, I don't know why, I just decided I'm going to rewrite it. And um, 
I rewrote it with my like skills I had like five five years later. But now I missed the shit code. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a repo that's the rewrite, but I haven't I don't know where I know the what you mean the original. because I miss my it's original three D printer. Like it was a piece of junk. It was like literally wood <laughs> and like like fishing line. <laughs> it was like it, it didn't print very well at all. Like it was terrible. But I miss it so badly. And we're like I have now like a stereo um not a stereo, like um what do you call them? Like a laser based a laser? Infrared. It's an infrared based printer that prints into like a liquid resin. It prints mm. so immaculately, it's like insane. But I miss this like dorky <laughs> like um so the printer it printed like junk. It was just like so much fun, right? I think that was the point. Like it was the adventure. It was like all completely new and you were screwing up yeah. and um and you hit production level and you're like, This isn't fun anymore. <laughs> this is serious. Um Dude, yeah. I gotta find it. I don't know where it is. Where how am I gonna find it? Oh, it's probably on my desktop somewhere. Mm. But it's just so f- like I was looking at the next game I made, which I didn't change the code of, and that's also really funny. Like, um, it, it's a fighting game, and like when you when you're doing certain moves, mm. um, it like let's say you do a suplex on someone, so like you know Ken goes to Ryu and he like suplexes him. Um, I was like, it didn't look right. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess when you're doing a suplex, you actually need to move the character, like, maybe backwards a bit, right? Mm. So you need to, like, translate him backwards a few pixels as he's doing the suplex. <laughs> and the way I coded it was like, okay, if state equals suplex, and <laughs> if state, <laughs> if frame number equals zero, then, all right, don't do anything. But if frame number equals one, and it is the first time you have seen frame one, then, you know, um, minus 10, you know, this dot position dot x minus 10. And you only want to do it once, right? You want, you don't want to do it like every, um, every time that frame is shown. It's just such a, I mean, such a bunch of spaghetti code. But that's what you enjoy, because it's like, it was like such a learning experience. Yeah, because like that, like even when I was doing it, I was like, "Man, there's got to be a better way." I just didn't have the brain power. I didn't have the skills to sit down and think of the better way. Mm. I thought I was like, "Just keep, just keep delivering the shit. Get the shit. Get this piece of crap done." Yes, yeah, this one. What's BGDH? While we're on this Beginner's topic, guide, uh, okay. I found my assignment for. Um, I don't know what it was, like OpenGL or something. I sent it to you. <laughs> it still runs. I look at this every so often. Your assignment? Did you send it to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Discord. When? Just then. Oh, on Discord. I thought I was looking for it on Facebook. Let me see. Oh, Where is Narsu? I don't see it. Really? It's in our chat. Oh, did I not hit send? Oh. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hit send. <laughs> see? I thought I was a noob. I'm a noob. Turns out I'm not. No, you're not. I'm fine. You're fine. I'm a noob. Um. <laughs> oh, no. I did something I don't know if I want to do. Open GL prac. That's cool. Continue to download. I think yeah, it's got an executable. Hopefully, it runs on yours. It runs on mine. No, it won't. It won't because I'm on a Mac. Oh, that's definitely not going to run. But uh, I can see the code. That's quite cool. 
Oh yeah. Ooh, BMPs. That's nice. Yeah, bitmaps. BMP. The only <laughs> back in those days. Um, TGA. Nice. For some reason. This one's a TGA. Yeah, man. It's random stuff. Oh, oh this is like all the object files. You don't have the source. Uh, I just yeah, I just sent the executable and some of the content. It should run I'll, like uh, that. I'll um. I'll try it out when I go to my dad's house. Yeah, we'll do it later. Um, oh, no, there's a mosquito. Oh, no, it's not a mosquito. It's like some other fly. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. I was going to say... Uh, okay, maybe we'll put up... I don't know how we do this for our podcast. Maybe we can't put up pictures or whatever. Um, yeah, you can put up pictures. Maybe you could do a picture of, like, <laughs> my assignment. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Send it to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. <laughs> oh, I can just take a screenshot. No, it's the picture. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, let me take a couple... Um, and then I'm thinking like we did the gratitude challenge. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to try and do some like drawings, and maybe upload That's those. Cool. Maybe I'll do some drawing too. Yeah. Um, my f- my friend's um a programmer, but she also streams. She's a game programmer. She also streams. Whoa, this is cool. What the hell is this? Yeah. Oh, I uh, we'll see if I can find that Windows 32 game that I made. Look at these crazy chairs. Crazy chairs. Yeah, like it's like everyone's um got a poster of a sound wave on their cubicle wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on there. I think each computer's got like a copy of Quake going on, uh, and I made like this fountain with like a particle effect thing going on. I was like, got really carried away. That's cool, man. Um, how did you do the three D models? I think they're OBJs. I oh, think. okay. I made my own parser. I think. Nice. It's like, yeah, it's a little, it's a crazy town. Where's, um, I really hope I have, because I made that, that game. Oh, I might have it. Oh, I might have it. Is it going to run there? Yes. A simple file format that represents 3D geometry alone. Yeah, I remember this, I remember this. That's cool. Oh, it's a pizza slice thing. That's no fun. Oh, man. You know, I was coding a game today. Um, it's um, this game where you play as a project manager. <laughs> we give them a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole point of the game is, like, if you do nothing, you win the game. Yeah, I think but we if talked you, about if this. You, if you, like, mess with the programmers <laughs> and everything goes bad. So, uh. um, there's three things you do in the game. One is, like... Stage one is you talk to clients and you try to figure out what they want you to build. Mm. So you basically get a specification out of the clients via talking to them. And the second thing is you, um, the programmer develops the program. And at this point, you can basically just be annoying and interfere with him. But if you do that, you know, he's going to code something with bugs. And then in the third stage, you like review the build of the program to make sure it's coded correctly. Um, which, uh, and if it's not coded correctly, you need to like tell the programmer what the bugs are. He goes back and code it and then you review the build again. Uh, I think stage two, I've got some ideas for like some funny things that could happen there. Like (laughs) one thing I thought of is like, you know, there's like, it's going to look like you should interfere and you should you know, yep. put in some rules. Yep. 
but you shouldn't. <laughs> like, so one situation is like maybe you've got like four programmers on the team, and then one day one of them comes in, he's got like a revolver, <laughs> and and you're like, whoa, what the hell is that? And he's like, don't worry, don't worry, I'm not gonna shoot up the office. And they go, okay, what what are you bring it in for? He says, um, we're gonna play Russian roulette. <laughs> And you're like, dude, that's not cool. Don't you know? Don't you know? Um, someone could die. And he's like, Nah, man, we we've uh, we've modeled it. So I reckon there's actually only a zero point zero one percent chance that anyone will die. And um, you know, this guy says actually it's it's a lot higher. <laughs> he seems to think that if you play six rounds. The chance is 100%. <laughs> and so we're going to find out who's right. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you, you know, at this point, you can be like, no, take that gun home. <laughs> no Russian roulette in the office. Uh, if you do that, okay, so... Okay, let's say what happens if you don't do it. If you just say, okay, fine, whatever. You guys do whatever you want. They play Russian roulette and somebody gets shot. <laughs> I like. But it turns out I the guy to, could get shot. Yeah, sorry, go. So go on, go on. I was just hoping that, like, actually, it would turn out that no one got shot. Like, it just <laughs> it turned out to be like zero point zero one percent. That like he was right. <laughs> he was right. He was right. <laughs> He's like he comes up and gives you shit out. It's like I told you. It was Dude, totally I like that better. That's it. I'm gonna write that down. That's way. Like, my mind cocks it out. It's like there's still a bullet. In it. You're just like this makes no sense. How the hell at all. did this? How the hell did this happen? He said, I told you. <laughs> it's probability, man. You don't understand probability. <laughs> You're a fucking project manager. You don't get probability. Um, yeah. All right, let me write that down. Oh. So they play Russian <laughs> roulette, and it turns. Totally now fine. the guy was right. It's zero point zero one percent chance of a shot. And okay, so my, yeah, the, what I was thinking was, um, you know, somebody does get shot, but it turns out he's like the worst guy on the team. Right. He's like the guy that keeps coding. Oh, that's also good. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you interfere, nobody dies, but then that guy codes a whole bunch of bugs. <laughs> Those are both excellent. Oh. That's pretty good. I like yours. I, I might do them both. I, I think they're both. Yeah, you could just do like a chance yeah. for both. I, it's just a random one. One happens to the other. Do you do like it? Like, um, you could even expand on mine a little bit. It'd just be like just to prove like how low the probability is. Like some like they go like beyond lunch. <laughs> they actually write a program that's like every time anyone pushes a key on the keyboard, it pulls the trigger, and it's just like <laughs> you could just hear in the background click, 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 and then just like at the end of the game, it's like bang. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> after ten thousand, it it's like pointing it at like a watermelon, or whatever. <laughs> like halfway through the day, it's like <laughs> ah, see. It'd be the, the the cocky guy who started it originally. He's like, look, he's so confident. He's just pointing at his head the whole time he's coding. It's like, click, 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 click. And just as he gets up to leave, and he hits like enter to save, and it like shoots where his head was and misses him. And he's like, yeah, told you, zero point zero zero one percent. Fine. But in your situation, if you interfere and say, get the gun out of here, maybe one of them will quit or something, and then, um, 
that will yeah th- uh, that's that's when he gets yeah. mad and points at you and shoots you in the head <laughs> and that's, it kills yeah, you it's like oh shoots up the office. whoops I guess it was. This was 100%. Game over. You are dead. I don't know. Yeah, so... And another one is, like... You know, like... They're gonna argue about, like... The Opium War. And then because of this, they're like... Alright, we gotta find out, you know... How this Opium War started. And they start growing (laughs) opium poppies in the office. (laughs) And you're like... Guys! Guys, come on. Opium is illegal. (laughs) You cannot grow this. (laughs) And then they're like, that's an updated law, man. <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? You think we're going to take over China and <laughs> cause shit. another century of shame? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. You, man. I did not know where you were going to take these at all. It's just like, how can I miss your humor? Um, Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That's awesome. It's fun. It's fun coding games. I haven't done something creative for a while. Like, mm. it's it's fun. Uh, I do know it's like a just a world of pain. Like I was coding something today, and I was like, God, fucking damn it! Game programming so hard. Mm. Like, um, because of this game, I need to make um. So, like, the first thing you make in this game is a to do list app, mm. um, um, for a client, and you know if if there's bugs, like. You could have it so that there's like four possible bugs in this to-do list app. But what that means is you need to code it. You need to code like five different versions. You know what I mean? Like you have to code in the branches. No, like um, if let's say uh, in in the game, um, you meet the client, get the spec, yeah. and then the programmer codes it. If you leave him alone, it's like bug-free, or there's only oh, one yeah, bug. Yeah. If you interfere with him, it's like four bugs or three bugs, right? right? Um, but you, this means that I need to build the app multiple times, right? So I need to have it so it's like, oh, here's the bug-free to-do list app, right? Yeah. Or here's the to-do list app with one bug, you know? Or here's the to-do list app with like bug A and bug B and bug C and bug D. Like, so, well, you're um, changing the rendering of the app or something is what you're saying. This new artwork or... Not artwork. It's actually going to be an app. So I'm actually going to bundle these this to-do list app inside the game, right? Because uh, as a project manager, the third stage of playing uh, of the game is you actually try the app. Right. <laughs> so I was coding this to-do like list app today. I was like, "What's that?" It just like crashes when you open it. Like... Yeah. Well, that's actually one of the the features, right? <laughs> so like, um, the spec is. If you mention the word gym in your to-do list item, then the app should crash. What? So I actually have to code it so it's going to crash if there's like the word gym in it. Right. Yeah. Right, right. So like if it doesn't crash, that's a bug. <laughs> I guess, yeah, technically in your case, you're like, yeah, okay. Oh, that's, yeah, that's interesting. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's not that hard, right? It's just like, um, like another feature is like, um, when you when you should be able to delete tasks so then you need to cut co- a bug would be oh if you press the delete button you know the thing doesn't go away <laughs> yeah. so what you need to do in the in the logic of your app is like oh if bug number 1 is uh is present then then don't delete it yeah. and if bug number 1 is not present then do it. you know what yeah, i mean it's yeah, like yeah. you're going to have all these if statements throughout the app 
handling all the different cases. Yeah. That all the bugs that might uh, need to appear. Yeah, I got what you mean. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to deal really well with like a lot of those. Like it's kind of like layered, uh, like lots of layers of condition statements, and then you get into like yeah. I'm, I'm not going to code it in a smart way. I'm just going to it's just fair enough. Do it. I'm just going to hack it in. But I'll show you the game when it. I'll show you like my thing with this thing is I this game is I think I'll do the first level and then send it to a bunch of people see if it's like fun or anything. <laughs> I mean, like the ideas sound funny. <laughs> yeah, I think as long as it's funny, uh, I think the concept is kind of cool as well. Yeah, because it's like. Just I don't. Nobody's done something like this, so it's, I think it's kind of an interesting concept. Yeah. I think you'd be like also then down because like you always come up with really funny ideas. It'll just be like <laughs> the like getting voice actors or art to like match like thematically, I yeah. guess, um, to like really tell the yeah. story and engage. So, them. Yeah, the art. I, I like getting there. It's really fun, you know, when you when you're coding a game and like you hire someone to do some art, and then they send you like drips and drabs of what they're doing. You're like, ah, oh, it's so fun. You can like. It's like it feels like the game's coming alive. Mm. Mm. I'm excited. It's a bit weird though. It, it's just a bit weird because I'm like, you know, when you go into a game project, you don't think you're gonna make any money, mm. and then it's kind of weird having this mentality because, like, I'm not working, so I do need to make money. Yeah, <laughs> you can only do this for so know. long. You got like a sort of runway, right? Like a runway yep. to work with. Yep. Like, I don't know, I guess you could, you know, make a game like Stardew or Meat Boy and you just set it for life, or more likely, you make the game and you make no money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But then it's, I don't know, it's still worth it, because it's, like, it's cool to say, yeah man, I made a game. Yeah, you can always go back to a normal, like, office job anytime, right? So it's not like, um, it's yeah. probably like the biggest problem. Yeah, yeah. We can always, um, you know, worst case scenario, we can if crypto blows up. We can all get our jobs at McDonald's again. <laughs> crypto is like doing interesting things. Um, yeah, like inflation's going nuts. Anyway, it's kind of off topic. Um, yeah, I mean that's cool. Uh, you want to wrap it up there? You going to feel like yeah, sounds hour. good. Let's um, let's end it. Okay, thanks for listening. Um, this is Angus and Jason signing off. Bye-bye. Bye bye.